Hello and welcome to a Brave Space podcast with Dr. Katherine Meeks. My name is Chelsea Glasgow and I have a wonderful guest here with us today, uh, Dr. Jennifer Gander. How are you doing, Dr. Gander? Hi, it's great to be here. I'm doing doing well. Really excited to be here in this opportunity to talk to you and Dr. Meeks. Excellent, excellent. And Dr. Meeks, how are you doing? I am so fine and I can't just I can hardly stand it that I'm getting to be here with the two of you. It's wonderful. So, yes, good morning and it's I'm delighted to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, we have a jam packed um, episode today, but before we get into it, I want to recognize some special things that are going on this month. Many of you may or may not know that May represents Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Uh, And so the Center for Racial Healing is always super inclusive. Um, We have resources available specifically for Asian Americans, as well as African Americans, um, as well as uh, indigenous peoples, et cetera, et cetera. And so we want to make sure that you all are aware of what we are celebrating this month, um, as well as we always are celebrating inclusivity um, and cultures. Dr. Meeks, do you have anything to say about Asian American uh, and Pacific Islander History Month. Well, I'm just I'm delighted that that we have uh, taken the time to to recognize our sisters and brothers of Asian American uh, descent and Pacific Island. And as you just said, I just want to reiterate the center's commitment to trying to uh, be fair and equitable in talking about every marginalized group in this country, because our basic intention is to create space for everybody to be included because everybody is a beloved child of God and everybody needs to be seen that way. And that's our basic bottom line commitment. That's totally non-negotiable. And we're grateful to have our sisters and brothers of Asian descent and Pacific Islanders here with us in this country. And we will be always being careful to, to be inclusive of them. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that, Dr. Meeks. Now, uh, May also represents another uh, very important topic that the center has actually um, been discussing uh, this whole entire year, and that is May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Yes, indeed. And so you already know what we are going to be talking about today, mental health awareness. Now, um, as mentioned before, we have a special guest, Dr. Jennifer Gander. And Dr. Jennifer Gander is an epidemiologist uh, for health outcomes research and committed to a career in clinical and translational research. Her focus is to improve health outcomes for patients diagnosed with chronic diseases. Um, And more specifically, her emphasis is to improve health outcomes for patients diagnosed with chronic kidney disease um, and in-state renal disease. Now, listen, ladies and gentlemen, one of the things that we want to talk about this morning is mental health, especially as it relates to physical health. So I'm going to go ahead and jump right in um, to Dr. Gander. If there's anything else you wanted to mention about um, what you do and how it impacts uh how it impacts the bottom line of mental health. I would love to hear your thoughts on the connections between mental health and physical health. Well, thank you for having me. And thank you for that really nice introduction. Um, I I do want to emphasize that a lot of my work is around just access to health, 
patient outcomes, as well as some of those differences and disparities, right, that we see among different population groups. And for my work within, you know, disparities, healthcare access, as well as, you know, chronic diseases, we see the connection between mental health and physical health all the time, right? So a lot of our patients are being asked, you know, managing any type of condition is not easy, whether, you know, that condition is asthma, diabetes, kidney disease, COVID, like it's not easy to um, get to the doctor and it's definitely not easy to follow the doctor's prescriptions, fill medications, take time off work if you need to, complete certain lab work. And mental health plays a part in every single step of that. And um, even if that is just trying to get over the barrier of, you know, you don't have the mental energy right now, right? To call the pharmacy and see if you can get your medication filled, let alone, you know, God forbid there be a barrier in that and you couldn't get the correct prescription or the exact thing that the doctor prescribed. And how do you mentally make um, make it over that obstacle and barrier and pivot? Um, I think we've seen it, you know, more and more in the past 12 months of just, you know, people being mentally exhausted, um, you know, anxious, depressed, and how that has played into our physical health, whether that, you know, we might have gotten sicker more often, or maybe we're just not being as active and we're not moving around as much, which is causing our blood pressure to go up. Um, So no, I mean, I, I think more than ever, I think a lot of people have been seeing the direct connection between just how you feel mentally versus like how you're doing Physically, and it does go hand in hand. You know, your physical health can definitely impact your mental health, and and vice versa. So, yeah, they are absolutely direct, directly connected, and it's really important to try and treat that holistic uh, patient and and have that holistic approach, not just as a clinician or a researcher, but you know, also as just a loving neighbor and community member. And and I'd like to say um, a little bit of of affirming testimony in what you've just said, Dr. Gander, I am unfortunately the sufferer of rheumatoid arthritis. I'll say unfortunately, and then I'll say in another breath, fortunately, because it's, because it's taught me a lot of things, but I'm in a position to, to be able to think about my illness as teacher, as opposed to total adversary because of the, the, my life. And so many people don't have that luxury. You, you know, I'm a professor, I'm a, I'm a trained uh, clinical, I have a social work degree. So I have all these resources to help me deal with myself differently from somebody who's just getting up every morning with, with a whole list of things that have got to be done and they've got to try to factor in everything. Everything and given even given all of those resources, it's still a struggle. It's still a challenge, and and so the, you know the challenge is just in the the being human in this uh, very challenging world it takes a it takes a toll on you. And and I'm also saying to myself, I've got this recovery work to do now that COVID is subsiding a little bit, and I'm vaccinated. I have this recovery work to do of getting myself back on the track, back in the pool, back in the of better nutrition, moving more. And it's a, it's a constant everyday challenge. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, 
You all, you know, one of the things that I have been uh, thinking of as you all were sharing is that cause and effect relationship between physical health and mental health. Um, Dr. Gander, I know you mentioned how um, sometimes stress or depression and those things can cause um, some health issues to manifest or worsen. Uh, and then on the back end, right, Dr. Meese, as you were speaking of recovery, um, as you get well, right, um, after you're diagnosed with something or after you you have experienced the ailment, then it's still that mental uh, battle to recover. And, and also, you know, during that process, you're having the mental uh, battle to make sure you're taking your medication, right? To make sure you're at least getting up and opening the window to allow sunlight in the room. I mean, what is that? Can anyone expound um, on that cause and effect relationship? Yeah, I, I think that's that's a really um, it's a really great great question, Chelsea. And so um, I work best like through examples, right? So one example, um, you know, to think of like physical health versus mental health, and to play on what Catherine was just saying about you know COVID and all of the kind of restrictions that we've had and wh what we have been able to do, but where we have not been able to do or go. Um, you know, with your physical health, I mean, we see we see this all the time, whether it's with COVID or maybe even just like someone who has had a recent surgery, like a knee surgery or a shoulder surgery. And they're told by their clinician, like, don't like stay on bed rest. Don't get off the couch like you need to rest. You need to heal. And it it does start to affect your mental health. Like at the very least, you start to get bored. I, you know, if you have a diagnosis history of depression or anxiety that can start to build up. And then, you know, you can get to a point where, you know, even when your doctor says, all right, well, it's ready to move, like you're, you're ready to move, like, let's get up, let's go. Um, you, you just don't feel like it. And some people think that, you know, just like with, you know, whether it's with professional athletes who go through a major surgery, um, or, you know, even with us going through COVID-19, that, okay, once everything is open again, once we get the green light, we need to go out and we need to perform exactly like we have been before this big event. You know, we need to get out there and we need to make sure that we're attending all of the classes that we were attending before COVID, or we were doing, you know, running the 10 miles that we were doing before we had the knee surgery. And that's just not, um, that also can be very traumatizing, right? Because you're not able to get up and go back to that same level of performance before the big event. And it's also recognizing that you know, it's one foot in front of the other. It's slowly getting back out there, slowly building yourself up, not just physically, but mentally, that will make you stronger in the end. Um, and so I think that's a nice way how you have this cyclical, you know, whether it's a physical or a mental health event that then impacts your physical health. But then, you know, you need your mental health to start rebuilding and getting strong simultaneously with with your physical health and also recognizing, you know, we all have good days and bad days physically and mentally, right? There are some days that you get up in the morning and, you know, you feel strong and, you know, you can go and put the entire world on your shoulder, shoulders, mentally and physically. And then there are other days that you wake up with a headache and you're achy and you're tired and you just can't seem to complete a thought. And it, that's, that's okay. It's okay to not feel um, like a superhero every day. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Um, one of my favorite quotes is, it's okay to not be okay. Yes, I love that. And I love that kind of, we're finally getting around to that broader acceptance of like, it's okay not to be okay. 
And it's okay to talk to talk about how you're not okay. And that there's a lot of other people out there that are feeling the same way you are. Um, and it, it is kind of nice sometimes to commiserate with others and, and just know that you're not alone in having bad days and good days. For sure. I think, you know, community is a major um, aspect of mental health, right? Um, to make sure that you are in community with folks to make sure to understand that you're not alone and to hear other people's stories. Uh, Dr. Meeks, are you surprised by the relationship between mental health and physical health? Does this surprise you at all? I'm no, no, absolutely not. And I was just thinking as we were talking I wanted to ask you, Jennifer, if, um, you know, in the in the physical health world, do you think that physicians are begin, be moving more toward holding up the necessity for their patients to pay attention to their mental health? Because, you know, you, you go to the doctor with your with your ailments and you get a prescription and the diagnosis, but really it's your, your emotional state that's, that's really impacted a lot of how, how you are. Yeah, no, I, that's an excellent question, Catherine. And um, I think some are, I think some clinicians are doing a really good job of, you know, seeing the patient, beyond their lab numbers, right? Beyond the reason that they got brought into the doctor today and trying to have a fuller conversation with them. I think some clinicians and medical care providers have a long way to go in that. Um, I also feel like to that to that note, um, and let's face it, sometimes that also depends. Uh, you do see a gender bias usually with that, that like, you know, men clinicians tend to have less of a conversation about emotions and stress with men than they do with women. Um, or, you know, who knows about the causal effect, who's bringing up what in the exam office. But at the same time, I, I think patients, you know, we as individuals need to understand um, that that one doctor that we went to see that one day um, probably is not should not be the only person you are seeing, right? Like Chelsea, back to your point about community, like, you know, just about your physical health as well as your mental health. Like we should be talking to one another about this. Like just because, you know, us on this call don't have a medical doctor, it doesn't mean that we can't provide some sort sense of relief, right? To our brothers and sisters out there in terms of mental health or their physical health. Um, also, you know, there are other like trained healthcare workers out there, you know, therapists, social workers who have the training um, that can talk more around like the mental health and provide interventions, you know, physical health interventions, right? Getting out and walking or getting out and just being social that might help the mental health. So it's it's not a very straightforward answer, Catherine, but I, I do think we're seeing the movement that more and more people are trying are starting to treat the whole patient instead of just that one ailment. At the same time, I, I want patients, I want members and individuals to be empowered to seek other people and other experts um, to also help. Uh, and uh, that, that's, that's such a, um, an important piece, I think, to think about the, pa the patient paying attention to that, that you're a partner with, you know, the notion that you are a partner in your health care. And, and that seems to me to be something that we could do some work on. And, you know, 
Chelsea, when you were asking about the uh, community, I mean, speaking about the community, that we in the community can encourage people to, to know that your mental health is equally as important as your physical health and that we, we respect you if you've got a, a mental health issue the same as we do if you have a physical health issue. I think we've got a long ways to go. In our, in our culture with getting a, more up to speed around that. Well, and, and that's actually, thank you, Catherine. That's a really good point, especially around the community, because let's face it, I think we have probably all been in a situation, either physically or mentally, where we did need some help, right? And calling in that prescription was just too difficult. Or going to the doctor by myself and describing what's going on might be might be too hard for me, right? Either because I'm in so much pain physically, or I am just mentally exhausted and not in a place. And that's where the community comes in, right? That's where your friends and family and a caregiver could partner with you um, to help you be empowered. Um, And so it, it is nice to, you know, not just like feel empowered as, as an individual, as yourself, but then also feeling like it's okay to reach out for help when you need it. Absolutely. Listen, um, you all have given me and the audience so many jewels uh, to take home, to share with our family and friends, and to ultimately um, to internalize and reconsider how we are approaching our mental health and physical health. Uh, Some of the Uh, notes that I've taken, and this is for the audience, right? This is your cheat sheet. Um, One of the things that we covered today was definitely the relationship between mental health and physical health um, and the cause and effect relationship between both of them. The second thing that we talked about uh, was the importance of community um, in mental health and physical health. And so I hope that everyone is... um, going to be more intentional about developing a community and environment, uh, not only of physicians, right? Not only of counselors, but of family and friends and being open to be um, that community for someone and open to receiving um, the love from the community. Listen, this, I told you all, this episode will be jam packed with information, but guess what? We are going to have Dr. Gander come back for a second episode. So please um, be on the look out for the next release for part two of this conversation. Until then, uh, please make sure that you are following us on all of our social media platforms. Centerforracialhealing.org is our website and Center for Racial Healing is how you will find us on Instagram, Facebook. Dr. Gander, thank you again so much for coming on and sharing. Thank you always, Dr. Meeks, for just being such a light. Um, And until next time, remember, ladies and gentlemen, to always tell the truth.